Welcome to A Culture of the Supernatural. Hi, this is Apostle Jonathan Bird. Using my experience as a springboard, I want to share with you steps that you can take to begin the process of walking in the supernatural. Amazing progress can be made by both men and women who are willing to be discipled. True freedom is a result of understanding and receiving the truth about yourself and your creator. Come and join with me in today's message. Did you know that your enemy desires your promotion? He desires the elevation in your life, the prosperity in your life. He desires all of those things that are good, right, and acceptable in the sight of God. He desires those things to steal those things out of your life. Your attitude today will determine the access that you give on to him. I'm so glad that you have joined this part two of our podcast of Prisoners of Hope hopelessness, or champions of faith. And once again, I would like to invite you to go over and actually plug in and take a good look at our Kingdom Leadership Academy page. I know you will be blessed, and there you will find tools and information that will bless you and strengthen you in every way. I read from you from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verse 12 through 17. Now, when Jesus had heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came to dwell in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the region of Zubalim and Nectele, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zubalim and Nectele by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has come. Let's just pause just for a moment, because I want you to look at this verse. When a kingdom man, Jesus Christ, when the kingdom of God came into a region, it brought something to a people who was in hopeless, a people who sat in darkness. And then when Jesus came into the region, they had saw a great light. Light had dawned upon them. And child of God, I want you to know that it was a dark day for Abraham when Abraham couldn't believe God. There was a dark day when he thought his body was too old to have children and Sarah's wound had dried up. But Abraham believed the word of the Lord. And the Bible says because he believed, hope came. And because he held on to that hope, faith came. And because he held on to that faith, then Sarah received strength to receive. It brought them out of a place of hopelessness. It brought them into a place of faith. And they became champions of the father and the mother, the patriarch and the matriarch of faith. So here they were. They sat in the region in the shadow of death. But the Bible says that the light of Christ had come and dawn had come upon them. And I'm going to tell you something. The summons wrote, he says, he says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy when the dawn come is going to come. It's going to bring the answer and the light, the truth and the anointing and the breakthrough you so desire. In the book of Ecclesiastics, chapter 9, verse 4, these words, But for him who is joined to all the living, there is hope. 
For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Did you know that hope is the last thing you'll ever lose? Did you know that anxiety is the apprehensive, uneasy, and undesired state of mind concerning faith, truth, and impossibilities? It's the distress of your mind. Did you know that apathy was a fruit of hopelessness? Did you know that passivity is a powerful, insidious, and constructive enemy of your life? Did you know that pride is inflated? It's an inflated perception of one's own dignity and self-worth. Daniel's dreams that he dreamed turned into nightmares. As he was torn from the fame and, and resettled in the pagan culture of Babylon, everything in his life had changed. His hair had changed, his clothing had changed, his city had changed, his sights and sounds had changed, his smell, his language, and even his name was changed to Belsizer, meaning to protect the life of the king. And to make matters worse, he was mocked every single day. Where is your God now? What about that, huh? Right in the middle of this pandemic, Right in the middle of COVID-19, some people were asking the question, where is your God now? Where is the supernatural? Where is the prophets? Where is that church you go to anymore? Is the doors still open? Where are you now? That's a good question. In Psalms 137, as they were in exile, this is an exile poem, as the summers wrote, it is over Israel's defeat as a nation and its people's deportation into Babylon. They were enslaved and the people were quickly slipping into darkness. I'm going to show you how bad it had gotten for them at one point. In the book of Psalms 137, let me begin with verse 1 through 4. By the river of Babylon's, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept. When we remembered Zion, we hung our harps upon the widows in the midst of it. For there those who carried us away captive asked us to sing, and those who plundered us requested myrrh, saying, Sing us one of those songs of Zion. Our response to them was, How shall we sing the Lord's song living in a foreign land? Hopelessness to a kingdom child of God is a foreign place. And if you have slipped into hopelessness and you are struggling with your faith, you have migrated into a place of hopelessness. And I encourage you to shake yourself like Samson did. You shake yourself. You get in the word of God and you get a word and a promise because the promise of God lives inside of you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And there's a light in you that wants to shine and shine brightly for the kingdom of God. And I place a command, a command upon that light. And I say, come forth in the name of Jesus Christ. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, 12, these words. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. What causes hope defer? A failed marriage? 
the death of a loved one, a business that went under, a family member who never came to Christ, an unmet promise from someone you love, a fight of faith that was lost, rejection or betrayal by someone you sincerely respected. David experienced this incarcerating effect while being an outcast from Israel. And David wrote in Psalms 142, verse 3 through 7. Please turn to Psalms 142, and we're going to begin in verse 3. But when the Spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path and the day in which I would walk. They have secretly set a snare for me. Look on their right hand and see, for there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. No one cares for my soul. I will cry out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise your name. The righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Wow. Any attempt to find hope apart from God is vanity, meaningless, hopeless. The world we live in is striving for hope. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 12, these words, that at that time you were without Christ. Anytime you are in a situation and you are there all alone and you are making decisions all by yourself and you have set Christ aside so that you can make carnal decisions on your flesh based on the circumstances and based on how the picture may look. Well, I'm encouraging kingdom person. I am encouraging you not to do that. Paul the apostle says that at that time, whenever that time was, you were without Christ. You were without, you were no longer walking in the anointed and by the anointed one. He says you were being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. Don't you remove Christ. Don't you replace the anointing for an act of your flesh. Don't you remove faith out of your heart to a place of hopelessness. And Psalms 27, 13, these words, David said, I would have been without hope if I had not believed like Abraham. He did not waver at the promises of God. He said, I would not have been without hope if I had not believed that I would see the loving kindness of the Lord in the land of the living. Your hope in Christ is a powerful determination that does not give up. It's a hope that will transform. It is a hope that is internal. It is a hope that is supernatural, that stands in difficult times and sees into the realm of the invisible. It's a powerful hope. Your hope, that anchor you have in Christ Jesus. First Thessalonians 4.13 says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Least you sorrow as others who have no hope. 
In Lamentation 3.24, it says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. I am telling you, child of God, that the Lord is your portion portion and he has made your neck fat like a wild ox and he has poured out upon you a fresh anointing i want you to get that into your spirit never underestimate the power of a supernatural hope but without it there can be no love no family life no meaningful friendships because no relationships can survive without a supernatural hope. Living without hope in Christ, life holds more despair than pleasure. Without hope, we could not live by our life that has no fullness. Hope is often described as a paradox. You can't go to the bank with it, but you can't leave home without it. God created us from his imagination, or let's say his determination, and he determined that we should not be a shadow people. He blessed Adam, and when he breathed the seed of life, the breath and light of him, life of him, Adam came alive. And Jesus says, wait in Jerusalem, and you shall receive power. The breath of the Holy Spirit, the breath of God is going to come into you, and it's going to be the seed of life. The summons expressed his thirst for God in the middle of adversity. He didn't express it when things were going good. He expressed it in the middle of adversity. He expressed it in the middle of a crisis. He expressed it in the middle of a pandemic. He expressed it in the middle of what they call COVID-19. And he needed to draw from the depths of the wells of God. And Jesus said, if you have faith in me, Jesus said, if you believe in me, Jesus said, if you believe what I say, he said, in you, it shall be a fountain springing up into everlasting life. Jesus was at the at the well with a woman from Samaria, and she says, I, the well is deep and I have nothing to draw with. And Jesus said, woman, if you knew who it was who spoke to you, he says, out of you will flow rivers of living life. My God, I'm telling you today that there's a light inside of you. There's a hope inside of you. There's a faith inside of you. There's an anointing inside of you. There's an overcomer inside of you. There's the image bearer of God himself inside of you, child of God. And you need to encounter God like Adam did. You need to encounter God like Jesus did. You need to encounter the Holy Ghost like the Holy Spirit did. You need to live from the inside out. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, 7, these words. But the Lord said to Samuel the prophet, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearances, but the Lord looks at the heart. The seed of life has been breathed inside of you and inside of me. The seed of salvation and deliverance rescue has been seeded inside of you and inside of me. And it begins to break through the surface of our outward person. It begins to break through and it begins to break through and overcome the effects of the eternal work of the Holy Spirit. 
God image inside of us functions like a thermostat that changes the temperature all around us. Learning to live from the inside out affects every part of our life. The only truth that sets you free is the truth that's deposited inside of you. And Psalms 51 verse 6 from the Passion Translation, these words, I know that you delight to set your truth deep inside of my spirit. So come into the hidden places of my heart and teach me wisdom. People of faith are always looking forward with optimism, expectation, and a confident hope to advance to the next level or arrive at the new season and the new move of God. People of faith trust their limitations to an unlimited God, and in the hands of an unlimited God, their limitations become strength. It becomes the impossible that man could not achieve on his own. Jesus never taught his disciples grace. He taught them about his unlimited faith, his unlimited authority, his unlimited power. Jesus is the grace of God that Holy Spirit teaches to each and every one of us. That grace that is sufficient, that grace to turn our limited weaknesses into overcoming power. Paul the Apostle, penned by the, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, these words. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Today is a bad day to give up, child of God. Every crisis holds the key to an unanticipated victory. Unbelief, fear, anger, Low self-esteem and rejection are all classic profiles of hopelessness. Many situations in life can bring us to the point of feeling hopeless, but only the life of Christ can offer complete and eternal deliverance. True deliverance, child of God, is being changed in the midst of the situation before the situation changes you. Satan would challenge every opponent of your deliverance, every aspect of it, and out of every crisis that he challenged will come your opportunity to stand fast in hope, to be steadfast in faith, unmovable, always abounding in the love of God. I am here to charge you up, and I am here to place this charge upon you, child of God. Nothing leaves heaven until something is said. And I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command you to say, let the weak say I am strong. Listen to me. There is something for the poor to declare. And that as I am rich, there's something for the sick to declare. I am healed. And I want you to set your heart on things above and not on this earth. And I want you to put on the mantle of your authority. And I want you to get supernatural eyesight. And I want you to see above where you are and see where you are too. I am telling you, child of God, I want to bless you with this message this morning. I want to bless you because I feel the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost to bring truth to you, liberty to you, freedom to you, and the power of the 
the most high God right into your home, right into your car, right into the marketplace, right into where you work. I declare that the, the power of God and this anointing will destroy every yoke. It remove every burden. This is Apostle Bird of Kingdom Leadership Academy. I want you to know that I love you so, so very much. See you at part three, Prisoners of Hope, Hopelessness, or Champions of Faith. God bless you. This is Apostle Bird. So glad that you tuned into the podcast. I'm looking forward to you enjoying it again. Come with us soon and meet us with our next Supernatural Podcast. God bless you.